underestimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf. And Dobby has come to save Harry Potter and his friends. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Welcome to Radio Karen. And the girls on film. Pardon, Kim, what was that you said then? Pardon? I said pardon. Pardon? What's that? What are you saying? <laughs> Hello, Karenza. How Good are you? I didn't realise we are already on. We are on indeed. And we're just following, of course, the cancelling hour. What a great conversation that was this afternoon too. But a bit more lighthearted now as we take you on a journey through movies and TV shows. And we've got a bunch on today's show. We've been to the movies. We've been to the comedy festival, the International Comedy Festival here in Melbourne. And we've been binging our way through some shows. What is coming up this hour, Kimmy? Okay, so we've got Tar with our very own Kate Blanchett. Oh, uh, Oscar nominee. Yeah, she also won the Golden Globe and the BAFTA for this film. Um, but we're starting with Daisy Jones and the Six, which is a, um, a series on Netflix, and it is just a fantastic series. It's, I think it's loosely based on Fleetwood Mac. I've heard those rumours. Yeah. Did you get that then? Did I've you get that? Them, yeah. joke Ooh, one of the best albums of all time, I must say, Carenza. Thank you. I try my hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've got a lot, a lot to see. We've and got talk the about. menu, which is a black kind of comedy horror. Very black comedy horror. And then we bring it home with us at the International Film Fest Comedy That's Festival. It. We went along, didn't we, last week? And we're going along next week as well. So this week we went and saw Kitty Flanagan, who is just brilliant. Um, and then next week we're going to look at uh, Ursula. Ursula. Yeah. So there's so, a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this afternoon here on uh, Girls on Film. Yeah. So let's start with Daisy and The Six and listen to the trailer. I don't even know why we're doing this. It's not a duet. Billy, you wrote a good song, not a great one. Did you guys want to record something or fight more? I'm fine either way. Okay, let's get this uh, started. This is Honeycomb, take one. Can I ask you a question? What do you think the song's about? What do I think the song is about? What the song that I wrote? What do I think the song that I wrote is about? It's about starting a new life. I don't know who I am. It's about dreaming of something different. Baby, baby, baby. Do you know who you are? Don't stop. I wanted to tell yeah, Daisy, you. Daisy, look, we don't need to argue. I was just gonna say that I love the sound of your voice. We unraveled a long time ago. We lost and we couldn't let it go. Oh my god. Your first single. And it hits number one. How do you top that? When you're making an album, it's an intimate thing. It has to be. I've never seen him smile this much in his life. 
I used to be the first person that you'd play things for. It's what people want to see. It's an act. You know that. Tell me that there's nothing going on between us. Tell me if I'm crazy. If you love her. I don't. Well, if you ever do, that is when this ends. Don't you think it's time to add a little fire? Don't overthink it. I'm the fire. Okay, and that was Daisy Jones and the Six, which is an amazing American musical drama, which is currently streaming on Netflix. I, or both of us actually, binged it last night and we watched five episodes straight. It's hard to stop watching this show, Kimmy. It is... Okay. I loved it. I love it. I can't wait. I'm, I'm really upset that there's only 10 episodes in it. Um, look, it's based on a book um, that was released a, a couple of years ago, I think back in 2019, and the writer's loosely based this on Fleetwood Mac. Oh, it's so based on Fleetwood yeah, Mac. Well, you've Sorry, got, you've got yeah, it's well, completely right. Fleetwood you've Mac. You've got almost got, you know, Chrissy McVeigh that's or right. McVie, uh, Lindsay Buckingham, Stevie yeah. Nicks and, and the backing guys, and you know, Mick Fleetwood like and so forth. Yeah. It is unbelievable. And it, it it's kind of a uh, set like a doco, but it's not a doco because it's it's acted. And um, look, if, if you don't know Riley Keogh, by now, you've got to go and have a look at her. She is Elvis Presley's granddaughter, Lisa um, Marie Presley's daughter. Unfortunately, you know, she just passed away. But what an amazing, just incredible, incredible voice. Um, you, you know, a few years ago, you and I were watching a, a series, Carenza, I think it was Runaways that she was in. I said, oh my God, how much does this girl look like Elvis? And, and I, she was related. And I Googled her and she was. So, um, yeah, look, this this is just a, a fantastic um, a series. There's, it also stars uh, Sam Claflin, um, uh, Timothy Oliphant and Suki Waterhouse. Um, and it was produced by Reese Witherspoon. And um, I think everything she touches turns to gold. Oh. I mean, some of the things that she's bought and produced under her own production company are absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Um, and look, as I said before, it, it centres around um, a, a band uh, like Fleetwood Mac um, who start out in, in clubs just trying to make it. And it's, yeah. it starts out with a group called The Six. Now, there's no females in it. Then they get another female who um, is Suki Waterhouse. Who's a keyboard yeah, player. Yeah, she's the keyboard player. Um, and she's English too, just like Chrissy. And then after that, they, um, they're kind of um, floundering a bit. And that's when they decide to bring in um, another character who happens to be Daisy Jones. And once that combination um, is put together, they just, you know, skyrocket through the charts. And it's just amazing to watch. It is. And I think what I like about it is you can almost feel that this is a true story. You know, as I said, it's it's an American musical drama um, and it's set in the late 1970s. So the costumes are great. The clothes are great. The music is on point. The music is absolutely phenomenal. And as Who you said... Who doesn't love 70s? 
rock and roll. That's right, and it follows in charts the rise and fall of this fictional uh, rock band yeah. through the documentary-style series of interviews with the members and then footage of their concerts and recording sessions. Um, but you also go in and, and it... it um, you know, at the start, Riley Keogh's character, Daisy Jones, is going off to gigs and we're, we're seeing uh, the Kinks, the Doors and um, other people, you know, throughout or, you know, people that are, are taking them off. And it's just been fantastic because you can so relate to these characters. And you want them to be successful. Like you can see them battling hard, you know. I mean, there's sex and drugs and rock and roll. It's there all part of it. Is. And, um, you know, you, you find yourselves rooting for them. Wanting, it, they, it draws you in. And I, I, as you said, the acting is compelling. Their singing is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The music is great. You, you feel, I think, that you're transported back in time to the 1970s. Costumes are amazing. You feel like you're in the studio with them uh, sometimes absolutely. because a lot of it is recorded in the studio um, and it really is great. So um, have we got a, a Fleetwood Max, maybe a Fleetwood Max song or something that we, we could play? We will have a Fleetwood Max song. But first of all, Kimmy, do you want to score it? I'm going to give it five. Five stars? I'm going to give it five straight you're going up. straight to the top. Yeah, this top is of the one of the best series I've seen in a long, long time. I absolutely love it. And I can't wait to go home and watch the next five. You know what? I'm going to match your five stars. It's not often I'll go full five stars. You're, a, you're an 80s pop chick. I'm an 80s pop chick, but I'm going full five stars on this because, as I said, the acting is exceptional. You're right about Riley Keogh. Oh, she's a superstar. I, you mark my words, Carenza. She is going to be mega. I agree. Absolutely agree. And I think she'll be in for a whole bunch of awards. And I think what's really phenomenal about her is she's doing it not off the Presley name. Like no, she's going she through took her, her dad's father's name, name. Keogh. That's right. She didn't have to, but no. she did. No. And no one knows who she is. No. Uh, no. And she's uh, she's captivating. She's brilliant. In fact, I think all of the acting, all of them, you they really lure you in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and but I think, her voice is sublime. Yeah. And I, think I want an album. <laughs> I want to go out and buy the album. I think if you grew up in that time and grew up in the era too, it, it takes you, there's, there's, there's a sense of nostalgia about this show. It feels nostalgic. Yeah. The way it's been shot and filmed and the way that you see colour through this film as yeah. well is how it felt, I think, and looked and looked look and feel of the 70s feels genuinely really authentic. Yeah. So it is, there's that kind of, that, yeah, you're being drawn in down memory lane and there's just, it's a good feel to it. And of course, we're, we're at the moment, we're just watching the rise of them. So we are going to see the fall as well. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've seen a little bit of it, but then they've kind of come back again. You're right, though, Kimmy. So this was the the author said the book. She based the book really on watching Fleetwood Mac growing up. Yeah, um, seeing them in concert, going mm-hmm. to watch them. You know, um, the dreams that she had as a kid, wanting to sing too. So let's yeah. let's have a listen to some Fleetwood Mac. Why not? I mean, we couldn't get a better band to. to well, you kick and us I have seen today. them a couple of times, haven't we? Have Although we won't see them anymore without uh, Chrissy McVeigh or with Chrissy McVeigh. No, that's true. Well, let's um, let's kick it off this afternoon with the chain. Um, fantastic song. song here Fleetwood Mac and you are listening to the girls on film here on Radio Karam don't change that dial Hi I'm Freddie from Freddie's Kitchen let's get behind Radio Karam go Karam Come on, Freddy's Kitchen in Station Street for a coffee and something nice to eat. Yeah, the pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's. Caram. Caram in Station Street. 
Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. It's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. It's a mystic pizza indeed. And Kim and I are big fans of Freddy's Kitchen here in Karen. We love our Certainly coffee, are. pizza and pasta, don't we, down at Freddy's? Yeah, they make a really great pizza. So five stars each from both of us there for yep. um, the six, Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah, absolutely. So what do we got next? Well, as you said, we have been to the movies. An Oscar-nominated uh, bunch of nominations, actually, for Tar, yeah. starring our very own Kate Blanchett. Let's, Superstar. Let's have a listen to the trailer for Tar. Here at Girls on Film at Radio Karen. It's a quiet start. If you're here, then you already know who she is. Lydia Tarr is many things. As a conductor, Tarr began her career with the Cleveland Orchestra, Chicago Symphony Orchestra, the Boston Symphony Orchestra, until she at last arrived here at our own New York Philharmonic. In 2013, Berlin elected Tarr as its principal conductor, and she's remained there ever since. Lydia Tarr has also written music for the stage and screen. She is one of only 15 EGOTs, meaning those who have won all four major entertainment awards. Thank you for joining us, Maestro. Thank you. How's the writing going? Not so well. I keep hearing something. Schopenhauer measured a man's intelligence against his sensitivity to noise. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed by emotion? Yes. Yes, it does happen. There you go. Part of the official trailer there for Tar, um, which, Kim, we went to the movies to go and see um, Mm -hmm. Tar. Uh, Now, Tar is a 2022 psychological drama film. It's been written and directed by Todd Field and it stars Kate Blanchett as Lydia Tar, a renowned conductor who is accused of sexual misconduct. Now, I didn't know this going in to see the film, so I had no idea. I got my popcorn, got my chop top, walked Mm -hmm. in with you, Kimmy, sat myself down, had no clue what this was about. Now, it's got a huge supporting cast um, and it premiered at the 79th Venice International Film Festival in September, where Kate Blanchett won the Volopy Cup for the Best Actress and that does not surprise me. Now it's had a limited theatrical release in the United States and then a wide release um, late last year and it's landed of course here in Australia. Now it's received widespread acclaim especially actually for Kate Blanchett's performance and it's become the fourth film in history to be named the best film of the year by the New York Film Critics Circle, the Los Angeles Critics Association, the London Film Critics Circle as well as the National Society of Film Critics. So you can imagine with my popcorn, my chop top, chop top and my coke, I was very excited to see this film Kim, you know, it's mm-hmm. been widely um you know heralded as being 
absolutely awesome. I know what you're going to say because I actually feel the same way. I was bored out of my brain. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, if, if Kate Blanchett wasn't in this film, I wouldn't be giving it any stars. I would be giving it. If Kate Blanchett wasn't, I think Kate Blanchett has carried this film. So even at the 95th Academy Awards, it was nominated for six awards, Kim. Six awards. I don't get it. Including the Best Picture and Best Director. And for her performance, Kate Blanchett has won Best Actresses, Best Actress Awards at I get the that. BAFTAs, the Golden mm-hmm. Globes and the Critics' Choice oh, Movie Awards. So um, let's talk a bit about the plot. You're right. So it's it's the story of Lydia Tarr. Who, She's a conductor. Yeah. So we, we, we get to meet Maestro. her. Yeah, we get to meet Maestro at the start where she is about to go on a TV show. Um, and she's the most she's risen to the top yeah, of she's her the game one. yeah so she's the maestro of the Berlin um, Philharmonic and, Orchestra and Juilliard yeah and and to be a woman doing that is almost unheard of yeah so here she is top of her game um, she's married to her wife and they have a child as well and you know you you get the sense that her character is a narcissist a complete narcissist you know mm-hmm. and um, oh, no doubt um the beginning of it, the it blew me away actually. Like this, this is the bit that stopped me walking out of the movie because I got lost many times. And I'm like, I can't work out what is going on in this film, and it was doing my head in. But at the start, there must be a ten minute. It was twelve minutes. Twelve minutes was it? Yeah. Monologue mm-hmm. of Kate Blanchett, who was. I mean, you can see why she's won every yeah. single one of these awards. I mean, she's carried this film on her own. Um, Stella would be yeah. the word I would she use to describe it. She walked around and around in the one take. Yeah, there, there was no, there were no cuts, none no. of it. It was literally a, it was twelve minutes. You corrected me, a twelve minute yeah. monologue. And for someone to learn twelve minutes and being this kind of wild out there conductor yeah. at the top of a game, talking about her brilliance, and she was walking up and down the aisles through, you know, through her students and every everyone doing it, and um, it, it was just beautifully filmed so that's the masterclass that she's that she holds yeah. um, but the, the the film really is absolutely much part of the me too movement yeah. so you know this is a conductor who has it all but uses her power to handpick and select people who are in the orchestra mm-hmm. based on how she i suppose the sexual favors that she wants in return you know and it's a it's a very dark story you know and as the story unfolds you see the rise and fall of lydia tar Mm -hmm. you know and and i think that what where this film is quite confronting is it's not often that you think of you know hashtag me you know me too movement as actually females being perpetrators and this brings into the spotlight power and the imbalance of power and as i said kate blanche's acting is incredible mm. and i watched the film all the way to the end as i said at parts i was lost confused i could not like work out what was happening because it was kind of stuff that was going backwards and forwards and it's one of those films that left you feeling really uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you know like like a bad taste in your mouth like yeah. because you a, you a don't character like yeah. this character at yeah. all you see a narcissist and you see her fall from grace mm. And then, you know, there's the kind of ending when she had it all and now she has nothing and she loses everything. Mm. Um, it's really powerful it in a lot powerful. of ways. And I'm with you. As much as I, I couldn't stand the film, to be honest, I could not take my eyes away from Kate. Do you know, a little bit of trivia for you, not only did she learn um, or relearn the piano, which she learned as a child and had to Kate become... Kate Yeah, she had to become very, very good at it. Uh, I think she was trained by some Hungarian uh, maestro wow. at the piano. She also trained to be a conductor 
and during those scenes, she was actually conducting no the, ro- way. the Royal Dresden um, Orchestra. Orchestra. And she was she was actually conducting. And do you know what else? She learned to speak fluent German for the film. Of course, her German in the film is incredible. So, I mean, is there anything she can't do? No, is there do? anything she can't do? And there's some spectacular scenes, Kim, where she's conducting and you can see her lost in her art with that... Oh. that yeah. Wild, wild yeah, conducting. I can't think of another word to describe yeah, it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm okay. lost in music, caught yeah. in a trap, you yeah. know, Sister Sledge. You know. In a little trance. Yeah, yeah, and it's a fascinating... I'm with you. I, I, I didn't love the film, no. didn't even like the film, detested the character, mm-hmm. could not stop watching it. It yeah. was powerful. Yeah. Um, what, so what are you going to give it? I don't know. I'm really torn. Part well, of I'm going to give it zero stars. But for Kate Blanchett, I know that's really rough and you're kind of looking at me like I'm crazy, but I am going to give it two stars, but they're only for Kate. Well, similar to you, I would have gone one star because I got lost in the film. But by the end of the film, when I actually understood the film and what the film was about, in my mind I had to go back and relive it and rethink it. And when films do that, I think that's very, mm. very clever because they – they stick with you and you feel uncomfortable with what you're watching and what you're seeing and what's happening. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three and a half stars because wow. I I would watch That's it again. And I think that it's awards are worthy, but if you're worthy of them, but I think if you're wanting to watch a lighthearted film that you don't have to think about, this is not it. No. This is a film that will challenge you, I think, to your core, make you feel really quite uncomfortable at times. Um you I disliked her character but you have to concentrate immensely. Too. You do have to concentrate. You really had to concentrate to follow it. Um, but it's the sort of film I would actually probably go and watch a second time, Kim, because I think I would understand it more. Yeah, I might be coming with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it left a profound impact on me. So, um, yeah, I can see why it has six Oscar nominations. Whereas if you asked me five minutes after the film, I'd be like, what the? What have I just sat through and watched? I don't get it. I can uh, understand it it being nominated for Best um, uh, Actress and also the score was incredible, but that's it. I don't see what everyone else sees. Well, there it is, Tar. Um, It is still on at um, some selected cinemas here in Australia. It's also on the Telstra box. Oh, yeah, the more independent cinemas. But we have to play some, um, I suppose, philharmonic music, Mm -hmm. Kimmy. Bit of classical. Bit of classical. So I've chosen... Who doesn't know and love this piece of music? Oh, I love it. Beethoven. You're listening to the girls on film here on Radio Karen.
Hi, I'm Dr. Floyd Gomes, uh, aka Atticus Health with Dr. Floyd, you might recall, and it's great to be here at Radio Caram. Don't worry about a thing, because Atticus Health will make you feel alright. Don't worry. About a thing Cause Atticus Health Will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache Or you don't feel right Or if you have a nasty rash Keeping you up at night Don't worry About a thing Don't worry Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright. Uh, welcome back to the girls on film and one of our sponsors there, Atticus Health. So for all of your health needs, Atticus Health. Now, Kim, we are going to go to another movie. You and I have been um, checking out several movies and uh, we're going to play the, the trailer now for The Menu. Um, a great film. Is that going to fit everyone? Yeah, easily. 12 customers total. How do they turn a profit? Twelve fifty ahead. That's how. What are we eating? A Rolex. It's one of his classics. You have to try the mouse feel of the mignonette. Please don't say mouthful. Tonight will be madness. Welcome. We'll endeavor to make your evening as pleasant as possible. Welcome to Hawthorne. Here we are family. Yes, we harvest, we ferment, we gel. They gel? We gel. He's not just a chef, he's a storyteller. The game is trying to guess what the overarching theme of the entire meal is gonna be. You won't know till the end. Who are you? I am Margo. Why do you care? I have to know if you're with us or with them. This menu. The pictures, they're of us. This guest list. How do they get these? It's not good. This entire evening. Jesus Christ. This is just theater, it's stagecraft. We're leaving, now. Has been painstakingly planned. This is real, isn't it? What the hell is going on? We now offer you a 45 second head start. Okay, 45 seconds starts now. This is what you're paying for. Get out of my way. It's all part of the menu. It's okay. No, we're gonna die today. Yes, we are. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. you told okay. So, the menu. So, Karenza, we took ourselves along to the movies probably a couple of months ago now when we were on holidays. and uh, But you can currently see this uh, on Disney. It's it's now streaming there. But I really didn't want to see this film. I mean, I really did, but I'm not into horror. So, um, 
Look, it, it is a loosely based horror kind of film and it is a bit oh, it's grotesque. it's definitely horror. Yeah, they call it, it a comedy but horror. But it's a black comedy horror. It really is. Now, this is um, a, a really interesting film. It's got an amazing cast. Uh, Ralph Fiennes um, is an, a celebrity chef and he has this amazing restaurant which is just, you know, world-class number one restaurant and it's on an island. So the only way you can get... Um, into this restaurant is by boat um, and it's very hard to get to this restaurant too well isn't it's it? by invitation only isn't yes. it so what he's done is he's hand selected uh, a few people mainly critics uh, food critics um, and they've all by invitation only except for one one person has uh, come along as a date for somebody and... Um, replacing. Replacing someone else. So it kind of mucks up a bit of his plans um, with his menu. So, um, as I said, uh, Ralph Fiennes plays the celebrity chef, but it's got an amazing cast. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who plays that character, um, as, lo- as well as... Um, oh, what's his name? Nicholas Holt. Um, was he was the kid in about a boy? Now this is an amazing um, a film uh, directed or oh, well produced actually by Will Farrell. It's uh, it, it's what did, what did you think of it? I mean, it was the plot was incredible because with each course uh, that was delivered, something macabre would happen. Like the first ones, you know, went off you know kind of really weirdly and then people start well someone started killing themselves and then next minute people were being fingers were chopped off and murder and mayhem and it was just crazy it was a really interesting film kim and i liked uh, the characters were intriguing so i mean the the celebrity chef you know what as the film goes on his madness starts to come out and you get to see and you sitting and watching the film thinking I think this chef is um, mad. Mad. He's a lunatic. Yes. And his mother is sitting in the corner and she's obviously quite mad herself. And I think this stems from a a traumatic childhood of his and he's kind of punishing his mother, making her watch all of this. Yes. So the guests, the premises, the guests have arrived on the island. Mm -hmm. They're coming for this fabulous degustation dinner. They're given the menu only to discover that they, in fact, are the menu. And I think that's the theme Mm. of this as you know uh, i've never seen a comedy horror before and there are parts where i'm i've got i'm hiding you know behind my my fingers you know hiding behind my eyes you know like your hands across your face going oh my god i can't look i can't look and other parts where i'm laughing yeah because it's hilarious and then other parts where i'm on the edge of my seat going go 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 you know like it it, it this film drew me in it was on great. every level i loved it I, really I was on the um, edge of my seat, and I hate horror. Yeah, you me know, too. Me, I will never watch a horror film. No. I will walk out of a horror. I was on the edge of my seat. My my heart rate was going. My pulse was going, and I'm like, oh my goodness, mm. are all the dinner guests going to die at the dinner? Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a, the, the story is really about you know the the girl who happens to to be a last minute date. She's an escort, mm-hmm. um, and she's come with one of the guests, and it throws out the the mad celebrity chef's plans because everyone was here for a reason to be on the menu for a reason and suddenly there is a guest who shouldn't be here and has no reason to be here and who he does not have a grudge against yeah but also i think she was the only one that was had the real intelligence because the others were so besotted with this guy's food that they were they just they they couldn't understand or or they didn't want to understand that um, it was it was so um, macabre. They thought it was all part of the menu. Whereas this other person who's sitting, a bystander who who doesn't 
really even enjoy the food uh, starts realising before anyone else what's going on. That's right. She's smart enough to know this isn't right. This, yeah. this place ain't right. And um, So she starts to plot how the hell she's going to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. While he's cooking his food. Absolutely. I was hooked. I was hooked oh, from the word go with this too. film. As I said, you know, edge of my seat. Um Loved oh, it. Watch it again and again and again. Yeah. Do you know it took nearly $80 million at the box office? Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, the cast alone. Uh, I mean, Anya was uh, the the star of uh, The Queen's Gambit. Oh, love her. Brilliant which we actress. we did last year, I think. Yeah, she's a great actress. And that, yeah. compelling, believable. Um, oh, I just found it um, so far-fetched in some ways that, you know, thank God it isn't true. But not so far-fetched that you think it couldn't be true, if that makes sense. Because part of you thinks, I could see some of this, how this could become real or be real. It, it's fascinating. Again, it's that, I suppose, that step into people's psyche, isn't it? I and mean, we've seen that with Tar. Yeah. We're talking about Tar, you know, this the woman, you know, that, you know who was using her power to... Um, take what she wanted from others and then we see in this in this film a chef who feels that everyone's taken from him and this is his ultimate ultimate swan song and revenge you know mm. so two really dark psychological films you know if you think about yeah. about Tar and the menu and both um nominated uh for golden globes unsurprisingly uh, this one was, uh, nominated for best actor in a motion picture musical or comedy uh as well as the actress for anya and ralph yeah and again it was very Dark, but I found myself laughing mm. and utterly hooked. I couldn't, could, could not. I don't know whether I laughed it off. But, uh, oh, there were parts, parts that were funny, uh, in a black, in yeah. a black kind of comedy way. I was a bit too spooked for that. But, but the parallel I think between the, both of those films about the mental health of people, um, mm. fascinating parallels in those two films, in Tar and The Menu. So, yeah, stars, Kim. How many stars would you like to give The Menu tonight? Um, I'm going to give it five. How many Michelin uh, no, stars? I'm going to give it four, four stars. Four Michelin stars? Yeah, look, um, I'm not going to give it 4.5. I'm going to go with four. As much as I loved it, it was still horror. So I didn't, you know, I watched through, you know, my fingers over my face <laughs> yeah, same, half same. the time. But look, it was a very, very good film and I'd highly recommend it to anyone. So would I. I'm going to give it a four and a half. That's um, a big score. I, yeah, I... I I surprised myself by how much I liked that. And it, it, my question for me was, would I go and watch it again? Yes. Fearfully, yes. Well, the soundtrack was wonderful too. And, and I don't know how we're going to choose the song. I'm going to leave that one up to you. Yeah, well, I did choose Kimmy and okay. uh, one of my favourite artists, Dolly Parton oh, and wonderful. Jolene. You are listening to The Girls on Film on Radio Caram. Hi. I'm Fiona Lee Maynard and you're listening to Radio Caram, which is what I do whenever I'm anywhere near Seaford Caram High School and Eel Race Road. Oi, 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 oi. IGA is shopping nights. IGA where the price is right. Seaford North IGA for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. To celebrate her birthday, Martine wanted to do something extra special with her closest friends, so she planned a dinner party during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Oh, Martine. It's nothing personal. I'd want to hang out with us too. (coughs) The Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Come join the party. 
Indeed, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Kim, is our last review for the afternoon. Oh my God, we went along to the Athenaeum Theatre last week and we saw Kitty Flanagan. What a show that was. It was indeed. She's very, very, very funny. Let's have a listen to a bit of a clip from um, Kitty Flanagan as well, just to get a sense and then we'll have a chat about our thoughts. I remember an argument I had with a partner. We are arguing about something quite personal. We're arguing about how to get stains, you know, like personal stains, <laughs> out of your underpants. <laughs> like, I think you know what I'm talking about. But just in case you're not on board, I'll just say the word quickly. So I'm going to say it, so if you don't want to hear the word, close your ears now, all right? Just say it quickly. Skid marks. <laughs> Sorry. I know it's unpleasant, but we're arguing about how to get skid marks out of your Because he thought... You should use soap and hot water. And I thought you should wipe your ass. There you go, oh, Kitty. Yes. Very funny. <laughs> We're both laughing our heads off here. So we went out to the international, I love this every year, Melbourne's International Comedy uh, Festival, Kimmy. We tend to go along and see a few shows every year. We're seeing three this year. But um, look, there's just some great talent here in Australia for comedy. Isn't there? So we went to see Kitty Flanagan. Um, she, as you know, she's an Australian comedian, writer, actress. She works in Australia and in the UK. She's performed in France, Germany, the Netherlands, South Africa, Japan. She's performed at the Edinburgh Film Fringe Festival, which is, of course, one of the most famous comedy festivals on the whole circuit. And the Montreal's Just for Laughs Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, now, she has won the Actor Award for Best Comedy Performer in 2021 and the TV Week Mathel here, Silver Logie for the most popular actress in 2022 for her performance on Fist. She writes that too, doesn't she? She's, she does, she yeah. does. And um, what did you think? I mean, I'm a big fan of um, Kitty Flanagan. And uh, <laughs> so there she was at the Athenaeum. It's an hour of comedy. Um, and I think she has you in the palm of your hand from start to finish. Well, she does. And she's just a master in analysing her audience and adjusting her material to suit them. Um, you know, she just she's just a, an amazing ad-libber. So. And, and, and in fact, you know that her show is purely live. Like, it, it, I mean, it's live because you're there. I mean, that's not what I mean. But it's... It's like so modern because she had jokes about Carrie Ann Kennelly. Yeah, and it was the it was within a, a day, 20, twenty four hours yeah, of, um, of her being on uh, I'm a celebrity being right. kicked off. Yeah, and and she had some great material on her. Obviously, not a fan like most people, but um, look, I used to be a fan. But we're not talking about CAC. We're talking about Kitty. So, um, look, Kitty's amazing. She's currently uh, starring in Fisk, which is her own show. She's, oh, you can also see her on uh, Have You Been Paying Attention, where she usually sits in the front row and gets a, quite a lot of laughs. Um, she's also uh, currently in uh, Utopia. She's been through the whole of uh, season one, two, three, and now I know we're up to five, I think. Uh, but she started off in Full Frontal, uh, and she's always kind of been around that um that full frontal um you know cast like you know the rob sitch the santo and and um 
Tom it's Tom Gleisner, isn't it? The, yes. the host. So we are you paying attention? So she's she's kind of always been in in cast in that kind of comedy comedy kind of role. I'd like to see her do a bit of uh, drama because I think she'd be really good. Some really you know black comedy drama. Maybe we could put her in Tar or the Menu and yeah. see how she fares. Look, I am a big fan of the International um, Comedy Festival here in Melbourne, and this year it started on the 29th of March. It goes right through until the 24th of April. There are so many shows to oh. go and see, so many tickets. So don't stay at home. Make your way into the city. Um, so the, this year, um, the International Comedy Festival turns 37, wow. and it's celebrating with its biggest festival. It's got even more shows than ever, more venues than ever, yeah. and is now one of the la- world's largest and most respected comedy festivals. Well, yeah, this one I can highly recommend. Absolutely. Now, Melbourne's International Comedy Festival is Australia's largest ticketed cultural event and one of the top three largest comedy festivals in the world alongside Montreal's Just for Laughs and the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, Huge. I think it's the jewel in the crown for um, Melbourne's entertainment calendar. And it brings together, I guess, local performers like Kitty Flanagan, but some phenomenal international performers as well over three weeks of comedy, music, slide commentary and laughs. So let's have a look. We've got Dr. Chris Brown um, is there with his uh, singing tiger. Um, I didn't know that. No, That's no. very unusual. Yes. Yeah, Mel Bracewell. I love Melanie Bracewell yeah. with her show Ooh La La La. And as I said before, Ursula Carson, who we're going to see next Friday night at the uh, Melbourne Town Hall. That's right. And Edmonds is playing as well. And uh, her, her show is called Why Is My Bag All Wet? Yep, Will Anderson. Yeah, and Dave got, Hughes. Yeah, Kitty Flanagan obviously live, and it's Kitty Flanagan mm. live. And look, she was absolutely hilarious. The jokes were funny. I was laughing. The oh. clip that you just heard then <laughs> um, yeah. was just tip of an iceberg. Yeah, yeah. And this is really about how she's moved. This this one is about how she's moved, and now is a Melbourneian, lives in Melbourne, and moved it during the lockdown well, as she well. She moved within a, a week of shutdown, I believe. <laughs> Uh, which wasn't really good timing because uh, while all her friends in Sydney were all opened up whinging about how bad they had it, poor Kitty was down here in lockdown within 5Ks. Yeah, with us, along with us. Well, that's right. So, look, I highly recommend – I'm going to give the comedy festival, the International Comedy Festival, Kim, four and a half stars. Kitty Flanagan, four and a half stars. I like to go every year. Mm -hmm. It's great to see local acts, like local upcoming kids as well, going out for the very first time with their very first shows. So many shows in our beautiful, beautiful city. And what an opportunity to get out, go and have some dinner, walk around Melbourne – and this is my kind of thing, right, Kim? The Absolutely. shows are only an hour long. I was going to say, it's the longest show is about an hour and a half, I think. So it's just great. And I have a, sh- I have a short attention span, yeah, as you, you know. Do. So I fidget and yeah. fiddle. And, you know, sometimes those two, three-hour productions, I'm like, oh, my goodness, me gouge out my eyes with knitting needles. Well, not half the time so. I have to drag you back, back after interval, don't I? Yeah, but not so with the international no. comedy festivals because you are – in an hour, in an hour, and for me that is perfect. Um, I've had enough. I'm done. By the yeah. end of the hour, I'm like, yep, yeah, perfect timing. I don't need more. I've had enough of you. Thank you. Um, so for me, yeah, absolutely. And a there's four even and a half shows uh, that are suitable for children. Obviously, not always the ones that we go and see. No, definitely not Ursula Carson. No, Kitty Flanagan wasn't too bad. You know, she, she there was a, a few little topics here and there. But you know, I think it. it you know, if, if you've got children around fifteen plus, I think that one would be okay. But definitely eighteen plus for uh, Ursula. 
She is uh, very crude. So your scores, how many stars did you give this one? Yeah, I'm going to match you. I'm going to give it four and a half as well. Four and a half stars. Mm. You are listening to the girls on film here at Radio Caram and... I think we need to bring home the music with arguably, I think, the funniest comedy act of all time. This is Monty Python, Kim, and Always Look on the Bright. One of my all-time favourite songs, Side of Life. Hi, this is Pat Powell from the Melbourne Scar Orchestra and Dancing in the Shadows of Motown. And when I'm in Melbourne, I go out of my way to spend time with Tina at Definitive Breaks on Radio Caram. Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Caram. Tune in and enjoy. And why would you not listen to Radio Caram over the ABC? Hello, I listen to Radio Caram all day, every day and you've been listening this afternoon to the girls on film here at Radio Caram and it's time for the wrap, Kimmy. Where have we landed? What is the number one show that everyone today who's listening needs to go out and watch straight away? Well, with a perfect score of 10, Daisy Jones and the Six is an amazing streaming series on currently on Prime. I think I mentioned it was on Netflix earlier, but it actually is on Prime. Um, uh, followed very closely by Kitty Flanagan. So do yourself a favour, get out to the Melbourne Comedy Festival and go and see some acts. Uh, highly recommended is Kitty Flanagan and Ursula Carson for us. Absolutely, absolutely. In the menu. Third place, the menu. Yeah, 8.5. We've given some high scores today. We have. Well, those three were high anyway. Tar, I'm surprised it got five and a half out of ten. And yet it is an Oscar winner, Kim. It is, but not for the movie, although it was nominated for Best Film and I'm still trying very hard to work that out and I definitely won't be giving it another watch. So we'll be back in a fortnight's time um, as we dig around and find some other TV shows and movies to review just for you. And we will be going and reviewing Ursula Carson at the Comedy Festival again and just, you know, going over that. So until next time, take care, stay safe. We look forward to chatting to you in two weeks' time with the girls on film here at Radio Caram. Bye. Estimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf. And Dobby has come to save Harry Potter and his friends. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Ah. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too.